two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. Windshield. There's an ad playing. No, this is one of the key things. All right, hold on. Ugh. And one time at band camp. Go ahead, Joe. I stuck a flute in my pussy. Yes. Whoa, way to not bury the lead, but just kind of throw it all out Spoiler there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, yeah. Shit. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, as always, I am your host with the least, Lex, and I am here with my compatriot, Arthur. Arthur, how are you doing this evening? Whiskey dick! Pretty good. <laughs> and, and this week, we are here to talk about some of the crazy stories out there. It seems like everybody has a crazy story, whether it's a near-death experience, uh, just something just batshit off the wall insane, and we are here to talk about it. And uh, to discuss it and to break some balls, because that's what we do, do here at That Was Disappointing. Uh, we are joined with a new producer because we kicked producer Kenny to the curb for just this one week. Yeah, fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> have our friend Al. Al, how are you doing? Great to be back. Ah! Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant, I meant to give you a better entrance. Do I do I have theme music? Okay, that, nope, that's you just fair. got a little got a you got a courtesy clap, but uh, well, let's, I, I'm let's really good at the fair, guys. You brought me back because you guys needed a splash of color on your podcast. Yeah, well, you there know, doesn't people of color on your podcast. So that, you he's, that not, he's not wrong, Joe. We need to fix that. I blame you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I I do have a multicultural background, so thank you very much. Yeah, but, German. <laughs> <laughs> but thank thanks for uh, and having me, guys. So thank it. you very much. Oh, okay. There you go. Three <laughs> percent. All right, and uh, uh, we have our old friend uh, Ben here. Ben, how are things going this evening? I'm great. I can't wait to uh, dish out my crazy story and hear your crazy stories as well. Huzzah! Huzzah! And Lastly, we are joined by a new friend this week. Uh, it's somebody I believe Art knows. Uh, Nick, how goes it? Hey, thanks for having me. And I actually grew up in Africa, and my crazy story is going to involve something that happened in my childhood. So, Ooh, but now, yeah. Nick, you're you're going to say it in your Afrikaans accent, right? Oh yeah, and I'm going to talk you know the whole time like this. Perfect. <laughs> it's going to be like having having uh, all the district. Lucas van der Merwe, you know, from uh, District 9. Yep. See? <laughs> Look at Joe. He's just like, what's happening? I hope it involves a, a crazy uh, a crazy hallucinogenic trip with a poison dart frog. Or is that South America? 
Is that South that, America? That, that's South America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think they have just more sand and violence over there, not weird dart frogs and shit. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, since I left off with Nick, I will actually uh, I will actually turn this back around and uh, actually speak with Nick first. Uh, Nick, what do you have to drink this evening? What do I have? I've got uh, some Basil Hayden bourbon. Ooh, very nice. That will put some hair on your chest. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've got you, three strands right now. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> how about you, Ben? Oh, Dos Equis. Dos Equis. This is a podcast, Ben. Mm -hmm. Tell us. Well, that's why I I said it for him. Yes. I did that because I wanted Art to see it. Art, I did this for you. I got this beer specifically for you. For me, for you. For me. Well, in that case, poke chat, poke, poke, poke chat, poke chat, poke, 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 poke chat. And on top of that, Art, on top of that, I had to find a bottle opener. Luckily, I have a keychain bottle with a bottle opener on it. You have to remind me sometime then. I only, I, I just recently learned how to open a bottle with anything. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I have to show you how to do that next time I'm in person with you. Okay. But yeah. cheers to you, my friend. Salud. All right. So next, uh, so uh, next in order here, Al. Al, what do you have to drink? Oh, man. You guys are, I'll tell you what, man. This is my first time producing. Um, that was disappointing. I didn't want to disappoint. Um, I do have some Pellegrino with a twist of lime, which may or may not have some vodka in it. I know I disclosed to you, Art, that I'm actually on set tomorrow morning. And uh, because of which... um... Are you a flopper? Oh, yeah, he is. (laughs) It's Schrodinger's alcohol. He may or may not have vodka. I may or may not have alcohol. He doesn't. You are. Uh, I'm doing a weird mix of Diet Coke and Captain Morgan's Long Island iced tea that's pre-mixed. So it's got a bunch of different booze in it. And um, I'm honestly just trying to finish off bottles of random stuff. Nice. And I that's have, a good choice. Once again, I'm working on my prickly pear vodka and I've teamed it up not with the generic Sprite this week, but actual Sprite. So. Oh, Huzzah, uh, this is so it wasn't lemon lime soda as usual it was actually sprite correct that's correct. what i got lemon lime all right so as i mentioned at the top of the podcast this is going to be a little bit different this week we're going to talk about some some crazy ass shit that's happened to us and we're gonna bust some balls along the way so why don't i go ahead and get this <laughs> party started since i don't really know what's going on and hey that's the way we do things around here all right so uh my story um I thought first about talking about the time where something kind of crazy happened in high school with me and a guest that we've had on the show where, uh, but I don't really know what the statute of limitations is on like really creepy ass shit. And I would really, I would rather not get into that right here. So, (laughs) so, so, so instead I will go with a more recent story um that has to do with my neighbor uh my neighbor who um is a very it it seems like every neighborhood has that neighbor the neighbor that everybody knows about and if your neighborhood does not have one that means you're the neighbor um (laughs) that's the way it usually goes at least um our neighbor has a cat 
cemetery in her backyard. Um, you know, I, you know, I, my, my parents growing up, you know, when one of our dogs would pass away, they, they would bury the dog in the backyard, but they didn't have, you know, gravestones and such. Um, you know, it's a little creeptastic. Um, but, but, but she's kind of an eccentric person. She's up all hours of the night, um, feeding wild animals, um, what have you. Um, you know, we, we have rat problems here in, the neighborhood because she's tossing out chicken bones at three in the morning but that's beside the story i'm just giving you a little bit of a a little bit of like a primer here for yeah you're happened. you're really painting a very vivid picture here joe i'm i'm can't wait to get to the point of this fucking thing <laughs> you'd rather watch paint paint dry i, I feel I, like I, I am watching paint dry right now <laughs> so, as everybody knows, at the start of the pandemic, which has been going on for, what, 18 months now, um, things were a little bit different here in the country. The country is slowly opening back up. But at that time, everybody was expected to kind of stay at home, keep to themselves, wear masks, gloves, whatnot. Um, and our family, you know, me, my wife and our child, you know, you know, we're, we're not unlike those families. Um, so... <laughs> um, I want to say it was one day last April or May, there was a knock at my door and I look out the door and there's two police officers. All right. And uh, a little odd, but you know, okay. So I open up the door and the guy, you know, they, you know, there, there, there was no nastiness. It was more kind of just disgust that they had been called out there. And I, I asked the gentleman, I said, you know, sir, can I help you? And he said, is this the house of Allison Lex? Allison being, being my wife, of course. And I said, it is. And they said, well, we've been asked to do a wellness check on her. <laughs> and I said, really? I said, uh, well, she's asleep right here on the couch. And, you know, my wife is the kind of person who's hard to get up from a nap. However, she did hear that she did happen to hear that there were a couple police officers right next to her at the door you know she woke up um very suddenly and she said yeah i'm right here my neighbor my eccentric neighbor had noticed that during the pandemic during the first month or so that i was the only one leaving the house that i was uh that i was the only one driving cars i was the only one taking garbage down to the street and such and she had assumed that i had murdered my wife and buried her in our backyard <laughs> and uh, as I said, there there was some, dis you know, the police officers were very nice. You could tell that they were disgusted more that they were that they had to answer to something this stupid. But for a very brief moment, somebody thought that I might very well have been a mass murderer. And uh, well, m maybe not a mass murderer, just a murderer, excuse me. But hey, perhaps there is more bodies buried out there in my backyard. What do you all think? All right, let's start with you. Oh, you're going to call me? Up? Well, look, I, I know that double jeopardy typically is reserved for only when you are, uh, you know, under tr on trial for an offense. But I wonder now if you could actually kill your wife <laughs> and that same lunatic would try to call the cops and be like, ah, that's Agatha over there in fucking Perry Hall, man. Don't have to listen to her. <laughs> so hang up, hang up. And here you are putting your wife in a wood chipper or something. 
So like a- uh, I think you've actually got an opportunity here. Mm. Allison, if you're listening, I'm just kidding. Don't hurt me. Don't worry. She's not listening. I know she doesn't listen. Are we, are we talking about our wives giving us good ratings on this thing? They don't listen to this fucking shit. Uh, can I uh, that, throw out a related story for Joe? Sure. So there's a man named Anthony Williams who actually flipped during the pandemic and strangled his wife, Ruth, at their home. Uh, this happened in March of 2020. Uh, in the beginning of the pandemic. So he literally didn't waste any time. That was like the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, getting right to business. Well, you know, when the window of opportunity presents itself, what are you going to do? And and I think this has been a rough time for a lot of relationships out there. I, I, I know in China, they had mentioned that there were a lot of divorce rates and such, um, you, you, you know, especially after the first wave of the pandemic and such. Um, so it's, so, you know, times were tough with everybody being cooped up at the home, but I, I am very happy to report that my wife and I did not murder each other. Uh, ben or Nick, do either of you have a question or comment perhaps you would like to uh, ask about? I want, I want to hear what happened after that. Did you go to her house with your wife and bang on her door? <laughs> I did not. No, I, um, I kind of have an appreciation for the old coop because when one of our cats got out a couple of years ago, uh, she actually phoned us in the middle of the night. Cause as I said, she's up all hours of the night, just to say that our cat had been gone for over a month and we had assumed that the worst. And, um, you know, she called to tell us that, Hey, your cat's here in my backyard. And it was actually the very next night in her backyard that we caught our that we recaught our cat. So mm. I, uh, um, I do have some appreciation for, I, uh, I didn't want to start shit. I, it's just one of those things you just have to laugh at, to be honest with you. And, you know, it, it's kind of cool that someone thinks that perhaps I do have that in me. Yeah. My question was going to be what kind of interactions have you had with this neighbor that would lead them to think that you were a killer? <laughs> like, how did you leave that impression with them? You know, I, I can be a little passive, uh, aggressive at times as Art can vouch for, um, <laughs> and <laughs> Art, just shut up. Can you also be a little stabby? Is that? I a- could be, potentially, but, but, um, but no, she had, um, she had, when we first moved in almost a decade ago, told us that we were responsible for mowing her hill, and the logic didn't make ah. sense to me. It was that our her hill was holding up our property and so you know i i didn't really want to start with and start a big fight with an old lady who'd been living in the neighborhood for probably 50 years so i mow her hill i just do it maybe twice a summer so okay. it's uh sounds so, dirty a sign of a killer right there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so and as al just wrote here that that sounds pretty dirty me knowing my neighbor's hill but uh i i can guarantee i can guarantee you al no i'm i'm, I'm not quite into the octa you're and stuff just yet you're not kind of you're very much uh sitting there <laughs> plowing her field right <laughs> yeah face fuck um 
this is a uh, yeah. I mean, look, this is a judgment-free zone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that Joe actually has 100% psycho in him because of this laugh alone. So, yeah, that was that was that was Joe. He's fucking disturbing. He said he would do Johnny Five. Remember that? Oh yeah, of course he would. Of course he would. A lot of things. Yeah. Stanley Cup was one of them too, right? Johnny Five. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Joe, you're a character, man. Only live once. (laughs) Only live once. Fuck as many things as you can. Okay. How did that uh, how that round shake out for you, guest producer Al? Well, um, I I thought that the uh, points are assigned at the end, but um, oh no, you just I guess you know what we're on this podcast. We're making this up as we go. Just give him yeah. some points for his story. <laughs> oh no, but I thought I reward. Okay, well, very well, very well. Um, you can give points at the end too. Fuck it, we don't really know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> okay, why don't you no, give me? That- six- Joe, that was pretty. Just real quick, Al. Why don't you give me sixty-nine points for my trist with my neighbor? Okay. (laughs) How about I do one more higher than that? Because the actual man that killed his wife during a pandemic was seventy years old. So I'm going to give you seventy. He had had enough of her shit. He had had enough of her shit. He was seventy years old when he had strangled his wife in the beginning of the pandemic. So seventy points, Joe. Just looking for an excuse. That's right. Hashtag sad. Oh. All right. And tiger blood. Uh, tiger so, blood. <laughs> so, so let's actually go with, uh, let's actually go with our new friend here, uh, Nick. Uh, Nick, what do you have for us? All right. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I grew up in South Africa, which is a slightly different culture to America. Uh, I went to a boarding school, which is kind of common down there. It's not not as fancy as it might sound, but there was a shit ton of hazing, which was super duper normalized. And so my freshman year, we were called the new boys. We were essentially I don't know. I don't have any other words to say. We were slaves to the seniors. We had to do whatever the hell they told us. We had to clean their rooms. We had to, you know. And they took a vested interest in hazing us. And one of the things they did, this was around the time that Survivor came out, they decided that they were gonna have Merriman House Survivor. So we had houses like Harry Potter. I can't watch Harry Potter because it's super freaking triggering from all the hazing I had. (laughs) Um, So we were, our house was called Merriman. And so we had to do a weekly challenge to gain immunity. If we did not do this challenge, we would go to tribal council. And if you got voted off at tribal council, you got extra punishment. There were various punishments you could get for various infractions from cold showers in the morning to writing lines on a piece of paper like Bart Simpson, except, you know, those are the tamer ones. So we had a week, the first week, to kiss a girl at the girls' school next door. And only one guy managed to do it, or only one guy was smart enough or smooth to lie enough. about it. Uh, just say or, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was either smart enough to lie about it or like, you know, go over to go like, hey, can I just like say that I kissed you? Like something happened. One guy did it. And we went to tribal council after this one week. 
And this was a production. We all had to wear towels like around our waist and like as a sash, we looked like something out of, you know, discount animal house. <laughs> they managed to scrounge up these candles for us to carry in. And we did a whole ceremony. We had to process into the, the senior common room with these candles. And they did a whole elaborate ceremony about, you know, you now have to vote off so-and-so. And then we had to go into the room next door, write down the guy who we wanted to vote off and hold it up and say why we were voting them off. And this one kid got voted off and he had to do, I don't know, a hundred lines or cold showers for a week or whatever it was. And the craziest thing about all of this is that there is video footage of this out there somewhere. <laughs> one of the seniors, had an old school, you know, digital videotape camera and filmed the whole thing. So when we raised up the board with the name of the guy that we were voting off, we had to hold it up and say it to camera. <laughs> so there is video footage. I, I'm pretty sure this guy edited it. I mean, it was crazy. And clearly this guy told on. There was a very strict no snitching culture. We called it sinking. You don't sink anybody. You don't talk to the teachers about stuff. You know, you, you deal with it in-house, which was, you know, not something that you could do fairly with 17, 18 year olds who could beat the shit out of you. But that was the culture. <laughs> and so somebody sank and it got shut down. And then we got a massive talking to by the seniors and our entire masculinity was called into question. Like, you know, oh, you know, you're you grow up, be men, you know, let your balls drop, like all this shit, because we didn't want to be humiliated on camera for the amusement of our of the seniors. So nice. so somewhere there's footage of you that might end up on some sort of hazing documentary is what I'm. Oh, hearing. absolutely. Yeah. of freaking Lily. Wow. Good times. Oh, so um, so, so was there ever any like weird like spanking or you know like the, the limp biscuit? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There, was there, there some bodily fluids were part of this as well? Bodily fluids? No. I mean, spanking. There was absolutely, yeah, lashes were what they were called, and we had ready access to field hockey sticks. So field hockey outside of the U.S. is a gender neutral sport. And for guys like me who were way too skinny to play rugby, that is what we played <laughs> in the winter. So with ready access to hockey sticks, uh, yeah, you could absolutely. I mean, th this was officially not allowed, but it happened. It absolutely happened. Nice. Uh, thanks for the cat's asshole in the camera, Joe. <laughs> OK, so you go ahead and get a handle on your pussy there. Um, ben, what do you think? <laughs> ben, what do you think? Well, first of all, to be honest, cold showers are actually not that bad. Oh, yes, they fucking are. In the dead of winter in a non-climate controlled building where the base temperature is around freezing. And when you're a cold child. Cold showers are the, <laughs> and you're a child, cold showers are the fucking worst. Major shrinkage. Beg to, beg to disagree. Because <laughs> they can sometimes be used for like cleansing. Yeah, but not every single day of the week. Mm, some people do them for a while. But I mean, if you don't want one, I get why it would be horrible. I really get that. Yeah. 
especially when blanket punishment was a thing when you're waking up at 5 30 a.m to take a cold shower the dead of winter because some asshole that you had no control over was out of line yeah mm. well i'm sorry I... I suffered through that because of the other guy <laughs> so yeah especially because that was a goody two shoes like i rarely got punishment of my own volition the, the, the footage of you, are you saying it's just you holding up a sign? That's it? No, no. It is the entire ceremony. They filmed us walking in. The whoever decided they were going to be Jeff Probst that day, you know, doing the grand ceremony. They're the entire thing. Not not the, you know, oh, hey, go out and go kiss somebody at the, the girls' school. That wasn't filmed. But the the towels and the candles and all of that, all of that was filmed. So, so why did you? I know you're comparing it to Survivor, but I'm just imagining something more like Caligula. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> on video. <laughs> why did you vote I, for the kid that you did? Was he just? Yeah, that's you? a good question. Yeah. Okay, because apparently he was less popular than I was, and I wasn't gonna rock the boat because I was a coward. Apparently, so. Yeah, it was like, hey, we're gonna vote for for this guy, and I'm like, cool, we're gonna vote for this guy as long as it's not me. I don't give a fuck. So, which I'm, I'm at. did you ever get voted off did you ever lose no because it, this was the only time it ever happened oh that, that, that was it like i, like I said the it, end of a long series of these for your year or something no this was the first one and it had it been allowed to continue there would sunk. have been many much much more footage of 13 year olds in towels mm. bullying um, each other wait a minute i have a sound for that i'm pretty sure <laughs> You have a sound for pseudo pedophilia? That's all right. That's really creepy. There you go. (laughs) Play like Kevin Spacey's theme or something. That's really creepy. (laughs) I think that's just the American Beauty theme at this point. Right. Trauma, man. This is real trauma. Oh, yeah. He's way to really bring fucking gravity to this. Let's talk about the traumatic expenditure of this stuff (laughs) instead of how funny it is. A bunch of kids are acting like jackasses beyond their years. Oh, I mean, I pick, I picked one of the fun, the funner ones. There, there's definitely. There was one where they pulled out some guy's fingernails. It was terrible. Oh, we would. They would use this as human SMSs, human text messages. They'd be like, "Hey, go find so and so in the boarding house on the farthest side of school." So far, it's like, I don't know. It's the San Bernardino of relative to LA of boarding houses <laughs> go find jimmy tell jimmy i say hi and if you're not back in about 10 minutes i'm gonna beat the shit out of you well not beat the shit out of you but i'm gonna there will be consequences so you better run your ass off and find jimmy and tell them that bobby said hi otherwise shit's going down hmm. asshole and yeah. so now an yeah, asshole I'm... wow that's <laughs> truly appalling to hear um Survivor's going into its 41st season, so I'm going to reward Nick for the crazy story, 41 points. Uh-huh. It pisses me off, right. but they say... Can you believe that show's been on for 41 it, seasons? Well, no, they do I feel like just a year or something, a right? Is should be a year. That's such horseshit. I hate that. Yeah, it's two, two per season. Yeah. when Richard won the very first season. Mm-hmm. Yep, the naked gay guy. And then he went to jail. And then he went to jail. But he did win the million dollars. And then he went to jail for tax evasion. That's what I was going to say. That's how you get a good lawyer, I guess. Like, you know the world knows you're a millionaire now. You better file your taxes. Right. (laughs) Uh, Unsurprisingly, I don't watch Survivor anymore. Well, I've never missed much. I I never did, and I'm not sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> we have a special story coming in from one of our uh, long-term listener and participant friends, Devin, friend of the show. Let's hear what his story is. <laughs> Take it away, Devin. Hey, so you're looking for a crazy story. Uh, got one for you. A uh, long time ago, uh, I was working at a movie theater. A buddy of mine and I uh, had the bright idea to go and steal a bunch of personal pan pizzas, go movie theater to movie theater, and sneak in, scream Pootie Tang at the top of our lungs, and just throw the pizza as high as we could into the seats and run away. So our manager would go and see two idiots just chuckling and running away from one movie theater and then a minute later they'd have a very angry man with pizza sauce all over him screaming and yelling about how someone somebody yelled pooty tang and then five seconds later i got hit in the face with the pizza so after a couple times of that happening we got in trouble and then later um i let a fire extinguisher off in a public uh bathroom so i uh, promptly quit that job before i was uh, fired and or uh, arrested. But uh, yeah, that, that's uh, there's one for you. All right, see ya. <laughs> Bravo, Devin. Bravo. That's pretty funny, actually. That's pretty good. I love it. Pooty Tang! Tang. I don't think he put that job on his resume. Uh, yeah, probably not. And it's actually funny that he should use the fire extinguisher as a mention because that actually does play into my story. Uh, okay, so back when I was at the University of Maryland, um, a friend of mine and I went down to D.C. to tie one on. I think it was during the week because when we were done, we went to the metro and we saw a train come. Okay, well, maybe, you know, we'll wait for another one. Okay, that's not good. Happened a third time. We were so drunk. And then we realized, oh, this is after service hours. We had missed the last train. And we're just watching mm. the service trains. We're fuck off done. And we're like, well, what do we do? And then I look at him. I'm like, dude, why do we take the train down here? Because it's a shortcut, right? So if we take the tunnels, that's a shortcut oh. back to where we're going, dude. Let's just take the <laughs> fucking tunnels. And he's like, that's a good idea. So oh, yeah. we climb down. <laughs> The only thing we know about is not to touch the third rail. Now, we don't know what the third rail is, by the way. We have no idea. We're just like, well, let's just walk along the wall. Jesus Christ. And we dude. start going in the general direction of what we think is north. And uh, there is one point where there are breaks in the tunnels where there's, a, you know, like an arch to another set of tunnels. And thank God there was because we had to jump over into that archway as another train came where we were. So we avoided a train. And at that point, we said, you know, this is probably not a good idea. This is super dark. Can't see shit. There's still trains running. We should find the next exit and get out. So we're walking. We find a little service exit. And when you step up into this, you go up a couple steps and you're in this little landing and there's all these gauges and gears and shit. And then I see a fire extinguisher and I'm like, we need, we need a, a memento from our quest. So I took it from the wall because why not? And uh, we went up and then we pressed the button and these, you know, on the side of the, the streets, there are these giant grates, these hydraulic gates that opened up and we climbed out and we were in the middle of some suburb in DC. No fucking idea where we were. And uh, just as soon as we did, 
when you see a fucking cop car comes down the road and sees us and puts the teardrop on. And I don't know why I got the impulse to do this, but I pulled the pin and I just let the fire extinguisher go and I made a giant smoke screen and I shot it, run, run. And by God, we both ran through the smoke screen, hopped a fence, hopped another fence, went through someone else's backyard, hopped the fence, then slid under a car, like between the 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 sidewalk and the car and hit mm. for like 10 minutes. And we could hear the sirens and the lights and around. Cops went around, they couldn't find us and they eventually let go. So after that, wow. we're like, okay, we need to figure out where we are. We're looking at street signs. We don't know. This is back in the early 2000s. There's no fucking iPhones. There's no nothing. If you don't know where you're going and you don't have a map, then you're fucked. Find a 7-Eleven, go in, and we somehow slur the question about where we are. And they tell us. I don't remember where we were, like Northeast or something like that. Um, and what happened was we had thought we'd walked for like a long time. We had gone like maybe one stop if even, and it was almost in the wrong direction. So we made no progress. And then that's when we're like, dude, I think we need to call somebody or, or get a cab. And I don't know, that's what we ended up doing. That's when getting a cab sounded like a good idea. So uh, yeah, that was my thing. I, I've walked the, the subway tunnels of DC. I fired a smoke screen at a police officer and evaded the police at the same time. And I have lived to tell the story. So wow. there you go. You lead a charmed life, Art. <laughs> well, I used to. Not so much anymore, but yeah. <laughs> it's, so were there I, no CCTV cameras in the there tunnels? Might have Did nobody say, hey, there's two dudes just walking? You, you would think that somebody would have come and gotten you at some point. You'd think, but I don't know. Here, you know what the thing was that's funny is this is a friend of mine who worked the same job that I did at college, which was security, campus security. Now we were in the monitoring station where we would do the cameras. Now, if any other security monitoring company is like how we were, no one's watching the cameras. All we were doing is playing RuneScape and looking at the computer screens and not the TV screens. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Um, I've wondered that too. Like, I don't know. This is just a perfect storm of getting away with crazy shit. I'm really surprised that the police officers just kind of gave up after a little bit, like, you know, and didn't bring in dogs or anything else, because I know that if people were walking, <laughs> I would think that if people were walking out of something like that with an extinguisher and purposely made a smoke screen to vanish, that I would think that something highly questionable was up. So I wouldn't just say, eh, let bygones be, be, be bygones. They Here's what I'll better. bet you. I'm just telling you from my side of memory. Now, you know how it always is. There's two points of perspective to a story. So in my mind, it was going smooth as butter, even though we were hammered. For, imagine from the other side, the cops probably saw these two drunk ass kids stagger out like lazily fire this like smoke screen of stuff which probably immediately fell and they saw us falling over each other running away and they're probably like you know what fuck this we don't have time for this we have more important shit to do they're just a couple <laughs> drunk assholes let them go off i can imagine that conversation happening in the squad car yeah. but you, but they did look for you a little while is what they did it, I, that's what it felt like they were looking around because we could hear them driving we could see like you know so we'd hear the the sirens and like as they did flick it on and you could see some of that light casting over trees and shit. But I, look, I've had actually 
an unbelievable amount of good luck when it comes to police back in Maryland, not so much out here, but back in Maryland had much better <laughs> luck. Um, and I used to get off a lot of shit. So maybe that's what it was. Um, Art, do you ever think about the possibility of one of the cops that was on the scene that very fateful night might be listening to this? That was a disappointing episode. Statute of limitations, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, we're going on like we're outside like eight, their jurisdiction. 17, then. 18 years at this point. Okay. okay. <laughs> For all yeah. you know, he could be a fan of the show. That, yeah, right, that's true. I'm glad you knew to pull the pin out of the fire extinguisher and then let it go. Cause sometimes people don't know that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the funniest part though. And this is something that I can't do because I'm clearly the one telling the story from my point of view, but my, uh, my friend who was there with me, when he tells a story, the best part of the story is when he gets to that part. And he said, and the way he says it, and this motherfucker pulls the pin out of the fire extinguisher and he starts making a smoke screen like he's done this before. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part it's like i've never used a, a smoke fire extinguisher um before then or after then that was the only time but he was like apparently in his mind i was just doing some sort of mission impossible shit so, it's like it's he, took the, he took the safety off the gun and fired the gun <laughs> that's it yeah i think we really i i think we're kind of overlooking the part where you had a, a a close call with the train, like 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 how close a call are we talking exactly? Not it's not like a dramatic like oh here it comes and we dive in slow motion as it wishes past us. I think we got out of there like with a minute to spare or something. I mean we could hear something because the problem with those tunnels they're so dark, and we had those shitty little old cell phones that we there wasn't even a flashlight you just had to use the screen you know like a nokia or something like that or a motorola razor <laughs> um and we could hear it but we couldn't see it and then finally we saw this tiny little beam of light in the in down the way and we're like fuck it and we just had to start running to whatever was the closest opening we could find like stand so. by me like stand by me <laughs> yeah so so it's not like the scene in independence day where the dog barely makes jumping. no no there was uh no we weren't as fortunate or as uh high profile as that dog <laughs> making that one leap <laughs> uh al what do you think well you know art there was a movie called smokescreen <laughs> that came out in 2010 <laughs> and uh, the fact that you actually number one risk your life on this crazy story and number two risk um arrest um I'm going to give you 2,010 points. The year that the smoke screen came out in 2010, starring Jamie Presley. Ooh. The movie wait, star Jamie I have Presley. A, oh, I don't have a sexy whistle. Hmm. Does anyone remember J Jamie Presley? How could yeah, I ever man. forget her? Ooh, she was like the early days of Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Well, she yeah. was also uh, in My Name is Earl, right? Yes, she was. Yeah, that's that right. was uh, that was an early. My name is Earl Crush. Mega, yeah. mega thing right there. Um, yeah, so two thousand and ten points. The year oh, yeah. the movie came out. This, this, will, this will be my closest cat call. Hello. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring us home with your. All crazy right, story. guys. So let's see. My story takes place here in my humble abode. I had bought one of those cooking dishes where. Those glass dishes where you put things inside to bake them. 
I had put some chickens inside one of those glass dishes and I put the glass dish inside my oven. And my knob on the oven, the numbers had eroded and I couldn't quite tell what the numbers were anymore. And this was a new uh, glass um, dish. So I put it in and I turned it to what I believed was, two, was 350. So I'm like, I think this is good. So I put it on for 350 for like 45 minutes or whatever. And then my timer goes off and I went to get it. Now, mind you, my kitchen, I had a carpet on my floor and I have drapes in my window. In the kitchen? Yeah. It's there a nice carpet, carpet in the kitchen. Yeah, carpet in the kitchen. Yeah. Ew. That's, ooh, that's weird. It was feng shui. That's, like, that's not feng shui. That's just a fucking breeding ground for germs. That's like having carpet in your bathroom right in front of oh, your toilet. Oh, God. I have I, I a house for that. All right. Sorry. Go on, Ben. So, anyway, so I went to get my dish out of the oven and I had some oven mitts. So I turned off, I turned the knob off, took my dish, walked it over to my counter. And when the instant I put it on my counter, it exploded, completely blew up gas. I mean, glass all over my kitchen. It jarred through my carpet. It went through my drapes on my window, but it did not touch me. <laughs> it did not touch me. And I didn't have a shirt on that day. I was, it was hot in here. The glass completely missed my entire body and went all over the place except me. That needs a cat call art. Oh, yes. Hello! <laughs> and it took me a So wait, you're saying the glass bounced off your rippling abs? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> was it like slow motion? It was back when I think I was fit, but I still, no, it didn't bounce off me. It just missed me. It just completely missed me. And I looked around. So this is like a new Pyrex thing, right? Is that what it was? What is that? Tell me. Like Pyrex is it's what you're talking about. It's a glass, but it's heavily, it's like it's made for, it looks like a glass dish, but it's made to go against high temperatures. Right. And apparently whatever you had, you must have turned that fucker all the way up to like 450 or 500. I guess I did. Because again. And I'm I, guessing those I, things are rated for 400 or something. Because I mean, the fact that, but it waited until you put it on what, the counter for it to explode? Or while yeah, you were carrying it? When it made contact with something, it just blew up. Damn! Did you? Now, that's drop a, that's it? some. That's science right there. It was say, it was I'm divine intervention, a, dude. I gotta say, I'm getting a real Final Destination vibe there. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, <laughs> like something was uh, like something was meant to kill Ben already, and uh, the oven, you know, and an unseen hand. Uh, uh, turned it up really high and somehow uh, somehow things worked out for you there, Ben. So congrats, I guess. Yeah, well, death will come for you sooner or later. Watch out. You you missed him once. Now don't drive behind any big rigs or take a plane or go and, to a theme park. And while we're on the subject, if I may, I have another one. If I can just... Hey, why not? Slip it in there. Slip Back it in, in there like so. That's soda. what she said. Back in Maryland, I was I had done a gig where I was over on, uh, oh, what's that, that, that little Lexington Market, Lexington Market. And I was walking back. In the hood. Yes, I was in the hood. And I was walking back across the, where the light rail is because I was going to the aquarium because that's where my other job was. I was walking from one job to the other. And I hadn't eaten that day. So I was just standing there thinking I was hungry and waiting for the traffic light to change. Well, I heard these distant bells, like church bells ringing in the background. And I just walked forward four steps unconsciously. And then the light rail whisked behind me. 
Damn. Final destination, I'm telling you. I've had two amazing occurrences similar to Pulp Fiction that happened. Hmm. I, I dodged both of them. Well, better start counting up all those lives because you're going <laughs> to run out of them pretty soon. So be careful out there. So some people say with the subway thing, I subconsciously knew it was the, was the light rail and walked. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I can say that, but with the glass thing, it completely missed me. It just hmm. uh, completely missed me. Hmm. So what do you um, guys think? First of all, did you eat the chicken dish after the glass? <laughs> that is, oh, let's, let's get to the real take a guess important part of this. Did you eat the food? Because <laughs> there was glass in it. <laughs> smart ass is what you are, kid. <laughs> I'm teasing. Glad yeah. you're okay. Thank you. That could have been a crazy situation. We can't fuck with glass, man. Mm -mm. That's the... I, also, I would actually say that if it would have blown into him like a, like a glass grenade, that actually probably would have made for a better story. But I'm just saying, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Art actually... Art actually kind of stole my thunder there because, I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know, not that we wish that that harm would come to you, Ben, but mm -hmm. it, it, it would it, it would make a better story if it had killed you. So <laughs> you just, just because it's one of just because it's one of those things like, you know, it's like, you know, what killed this guy? Oh, it wasn't a gunshot. It wasn't heart disease. It, it was a Pyrex dish and chicken piccata. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Though, if he was the one telling the story and he got killed, now that's a real, it's a real minder right there. Art would have gone to my funeral and then laughed about me. <laughs> I, I would have. I would have. Um, I got nothing at the moment. That's as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, there, there, there was a kid at the school that, that Art and I went to who was run over by a bus. I mean, he lived, but uh, but I mean, you could have been Pyrex boy. You could have been Pyrex boy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, this kid who got hit by a bus and lived. Did he live well, or was this some like? Yeah, yeah, he was fine. I think okay. he he he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had bent over in. Didn't he have like a crushed pelvis or something from it? Yeah, but but I remember seeing him again, and it's it's not like he he was in a wheelchair or crutches or anything else. I mean, I mean, it was serious when it happened. He was just in an iron lung for a few years. That's gotta hurt. You know what? That actually happened to a guy I worked with. He was on like a party bus for like a bachelor party weekend and the door opened and he was sucked out and the bus ran him over and he, and oh he was God. fucked up wow like, oh holy shit so, so <laughs> i mean he's okay now but i mean he was fucked up for a long time how do you get uh, sucked <laughs> out of a bus like that's yeah, crazy yes. air pressure differentials going on there <laughs> you're an inspiration well, for like, birth control wow like you're bringing in physics to this yeah. thing Dude, we've had and Ben's story has brought nothing but physics and thermodynamics into the yes, so. and high dexterity rolls. There's there's a and whole... high hey, we bring it back to the D and D. Yeah, that's this. right. The the guy on the bus rolled a very he he crit failed. So <laughs> it's like one of those things where you might not have been a believer until you go through it, and now you're a believer because it happened to you. How did you score this, Al? Well, uh, I score this in looking at the origin of Pyrex. Uh, 
Corning launched Pyrex in the year 1915, the first ever consumer cooking products made with temperature-resistant glass. Yeah. Had you had, had you had Pyrex, which was temperature-resistant, you might have not had that incident, Ben. So I'm going to give you 1,915 points. All right. Year of the origin of Pyrex. Art knows I'm um, a. Art knows I'm a. You know I'm better now, but I used to be a hypochondriac, and it's like you know. I'm always worried about rant, you know, random diseases, <laughs> as Art and I have the inside joke about the Gehrig. The Gehrig, but, yeah. Um, One day it'll get you, buddy. That's the random shit that is going to do me in one day is a, a, a Pyrex, a container that blows up. Yeah. Finish him. And the Pyrex maybe explodes. I'll just say, maybe I'm lucky. Maybe some of my father's luck has come down to me because my father, he saw someone struck by lightning right beside him. The lightning missed him and got the guy. And he also mm. survived someone dropping a rock into a taxi cab, but it hit the passenger side, not the driver's side. Surprise, mm. motherfucker. Yep. Somebody's out to wipe out Ben's family. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what it's like, but you know who it is? It's like some cartoon character from the four, from like the 50s. Because they're apparently doing all the old school ways, but they're missing each time. It's like Wiley e. Coyotes going after them. <laughs> or Tom and Jerry. <laughs> if you see an anvil come in like through your roof one day, you need to just move. Go somewhere else, dude. Right. From Acme. There you go, from Acme. <laughs> Wow. Al, do you have a story you'd like to share since you've been so Man, patient? I, you know, I, I'm in, producerial? I was designated as producer extraordinaire, so I didn't really have anything um, Oh, prepared. you have plenty of stories. Say, Tell me tell um, me one of the sexy ones. I, I don't know if I want to share one of the sexy ones because that might incriminate Oh, me. come on. I'll, I'll even give you a background here. Uh, <laughs> Would it now have to have a sexy one first? Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> fire. Great fire. I didn't know you had my sex playlist. That's uh, that's weird. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) No, guys, people have brought that show up to me all my life. Benny Hill this and Benny Hill that. Benny Hill. All right, come on, Al. Tell us one. Well, no, I I guess I have to think about... Has anyone ever had a crazy Uber driver? No, I I just had really talkative fuckers. I I did, and Al, I got that bitch fired. Okay. Well, wow, I, Ben, he got serious on our comedy show here. Well, it's it's weird because I I had a psycho Uber driver, and it wasn't while I was driving; it was after the fact. And this Benny Hill music is really weird to talk about this story. The guy was an aspiring talking rapper. Five star review. Well, yeah. no, he was he was an aspiring rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very um, very good natured. Talked about loving his weed. Talked about, you know, breaking in hip hop, blah, blah, blah. Yo, I want to act too, man. I want to act, yo. Yo, how do I get into acting, man? All right, sure, sure, whatever. You know, uh, can I friend you on social media? Sure, you can friend me on social media. Friends me on social media. You know, um, I thought I was fine, cool, whatever. Um, I usually don't do that with Uber drivers. That was kind of odd. And so here, here, you can have a copy of my mixtape, yo. Have a copy mm-hmm. of my mixtape, yo. It's like, all right, took a copy of mixtape. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, whatever. And then I just knew, just, just gradually, just started seeing weird, erratic, crazy, psycho, weird behavior from this fucking dude on social media. Ah, uh, he saw um, you as uh, somebody who could make it happen, and uh... he would DM me, "Have you listened to my mixtape yet?" Ignore next tape. Have you listened to it again? Ignore, 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 whatever. 
months go by, whatever. I think I posted a photo at an event with um, Amarosa, and who's a conservative black woman. And um, apparently that got, I don't know, that, that lit something into this uh, rap, aspiring rap artist Uber driver's brain. Um, next thing you know, I'm waking up to 50 comments Damn. And, and, and angry emoticons saying, kill yourself, kill yourself, you fucking Republican, foreign piece of shit, kill yourself on um, random images. The, well, the Omarosa one was the one. It's like, uh, and I thought that was very, very uh, disturbing. Um, so I had to report this guy to Facebook. I blocked him. I had to do whatever I had to do. He found me on Instagram. Oh, he had wow. me on Instagram. And it was just really disturbing. I had to block him on all social media. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I think these are things celebrities go through. I'm, I'm by all means not well, a celebrity. Well, that's why we call you celebrity. Means, you know? By any means. So, uh, so did did you ever listen to the mixtape? That's the real question here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I might have played a track. I may have played a track once or twice. Uh huh. You know, um, just just Would to he hear be, it. I had to find a seat. I had to find a CD player. Music? Yeah, if you have the mixtape, we would love to use it as the opening music. Could you please send that to me? <laughs> it's funny they still call them mixtapes when they're not tapes. Well, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna find he's gonna find the show somehow. And, oh, uh, great. Threatened my life again, but uh, that's why I trained jujitsu. <laughs> so it was just very bizarre, erratic, psycho. Great psycho job, behavior Joe. from this guy. Um, and yeah, I hope I never see this motherfucker again. So hey, cool crazy. story, bro. Yeah. Hey, Joe, BBJ, I got your back. Yeah. Wait, no, BJJ, shit. <laughs> now, was this in the east coast or the west coast los angeles actually great so uh, me and art are the ones in danger not you oh that's interesting <laughs> okay so, at least you didn't have to pay for it my buddy from out of town got offered one of those from the, uh, at venice beach you know they try to get you to buy their oh, yeah. cd he, he paid five bucks for it and it was the most god-awful rap i have ever heard it was hard, in my right, entire right. life Hey, hey, now everybody be fair. But I'm not going to flavor. I'm not going to give the the this obscure person, a crazy psycho person, the, the benefit of mentioning this on your widely widely listened podcast. Hey, all. we're uh, we fluctuate between big in U.S. and big in India, so you yes, know, maybe uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, if you find that mixtape, please send it my way. I would love <laughs> to uh, work it into the theme song. But um, can well, I have yo, a suggestion? I'm going to give you a hex. But Hold I think on. the the naughty. I, I, I gotta have a beat for you. Hold on a second. Okay. Where's my Rolodex? Let's see. <laughs> Is this one here? Uh, I just so happen to like Tex Mex. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you ever had your life threatened by an Uber driver. I can say that I have. I've had, whether you meant it or not. Um. But Word. you mentioned you mentioned sexy stories. Can that be a future topic for a future? That was um, probably sexy, not, sexy and naughty, sexy and naughty. I don't know. Maybe if we make no. it the season, maybe if we make it the season three, we'll do. Uh, that was dis disappointing after dark, where yeah, okay. we just tell stories about us disappointing women, men, 
dogs, whatever, because it's all be, good. It's all fair. That would be a good one to have our wives back on, Art. That's how divorce happens. Surprise, motherfucker. Oops, that's <laughs> no, I meant to hit this one. That's that. That's what I meant. Um, I think we're 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 at time. Yeah, we're at time. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, thank God. Pretty good. Um, uh, uh, Ben, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Sure. Um, I'm got, got this pretty cool gig. It's called Boat Cinema, where people sit in these boats and watch movies on the beach, and yours truly helps them get in their boats and such. So, if you're in the LA area, it's at Castaic Lake. Go on BoatCinema.com and come check us out. We're there all the way until October. Don't forget have to, to check it out. I'll be West Coast uh, in a week and a half. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Uh, what about you, Miss Y'all Nick? Well, I have a little podcast called Millennial Rewind. I believe you've had my co-hosts John and Jules on for previous episodes. Um, I am the dungeon master that John was referring to. Didn't use my oh, name. Yeah. I felt very, very left out. Well, yeah, he was a dick like that. So, you know, John, if you're listening, you are a dick. We could say your name three times. Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> Two more times, I'll appear behind you in a mirror and kill you with a hook. Yes, yes. Right. Stem to stern. Anything else? No, that's that, it. That, that is it. That aren't is. Aren't that you is, a DM for hire? Nothing. Not like for that, hire. No? Only for select people. Uh, mm. Oh, listen to him like some sort wow. of gluten cord. Like the A list DM, you know. It's our yeah, demand. That's right. You know? Well, fair enough. All right. Well, we'll uh, look in the show notes and we'll give you a link to um, Millennial Rewind. And uh, Lex, do you have any parting words for our guests or not our guests, our listeners? Um, no. Hold on. I got something. <laughs> yes, Al. Come on. You know, I have to throw out Art Hall, the good old Pasadena boys on Below the Belt show episode dropping this week. That's Artie Hall and Chris Walls. Break the walls down. Uh, Pasadena's Finest on an episode of BelowTheBeltShow.com this week. Look for to drop um, this week, hopefully by Thursday. I am on set of Turf Valley. It's a great web series. Check it out on TurfValleySeries.com. Um, check it out. It's a great comedy series. You might see somebody playing some bass guitar uh, in, a, in an episode, on a future episode. Great, great web series, high quality. Check it out. Hopefully it's going to be on on-demand platforms very soon. That's it. Groovy. God damn it. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the blues. I the that was this <laughs> oh that was uh, a cool story bro